Welcome, great patriotic friends, to January 16th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. It is I, your host, Joseph DeCristoforo. So the show is going through a lot of changes, as I've been talking about for the month of January thus far. I just got one of them cool new tripods that I can put my phone on and start videoing for my YouTube channel, which I'm still working on. In the meantime, I'm just trying to figure out some other logistics as to how I'm going to present these great history stories to you. Such as if I'm going to be sitting down, standing up, standing on my head, camera positions, things like that. Whatever it takes to make history more interesting. Besides, now you're finally going to be able to see the tool shed I've been talking about this whole time. It's a little messy, but I'm in the process of cleaning that up. Yeah. As far as the title of the show goes, I'm really digging on, get this, Joe's Daily American Freedoms. Has a nice ring to it, no? Let me know what you think. In the meantime, the show is officially called Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson, and that's where you will find it on Facebook at facebook.com slash Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Please let me know, because without you, my great patriotic friend, it's no fun doing this show. So thanks for that. And now, let's begin the show as we customarily do with the Pledge of Allegiance. Let's everybody stand up, face the flags... And put our right hands over our hearts and begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen, brothers and sisters. And now on to today's headlines. The Crittenden Compromise dies in the house. Plus, William Davis patents the refrigerated boxcar... Fremont is appointed governor of California, and Jumpy, the skateboarding dog, races for a world record. All right, so now let's do this. 1920, 18th Amendment goes into effect, which results in the following headlines. American news. U.S. is voted dry. North Carolina News and Observer. Prohibition sweeps the states. Washington Times. Whole country goes dry. American propaganda piece. Liquor means alcohol. Alcohol means poison. Why drink poison? Indeed. After the Allied victory in World War I, a temperance movement swept across America over the use of distilled spirits. Anti-alcohol groups began to emerge by the dozens. The Anti-Saloon League, the Catholic Total Abstinence Union of America, and the Women's Temperance Crusade, just to name a few, had been putting political pressure on banning alcohol more than ever. Some of the groups had been around since the early 1800s. An interesting fact considering the Whiskey Rebellion of 1791 would have taught these movement groups a thing or two about how much Americans love booze. Americans' reluctant involvement in World War I, then known as the Great War, didn't exactly calm nerves, and Americans took to drinking. It was on this day that the 18th Amendment passed, outlawing the sale, possession, and importing of alcoholic beverages. At first, smuggling boats from Cuba and Newfoundland would race past the U.S. Coast Guard to undock at Atlantic City in New Jersey, but the Coast Guard wised up to the smuggling business and started pulling over boats 100 miles away from the harbor to investigate and, when necessary, confiscate and arrest. Now, America was legally bone dry and would continue that way for an astonishing 13 years. Though it wasn't bone dry illegally. And on the next episode of Duh... Politicians realized this was a really bad idea. Some of my American gangster stories are some of my favorites. I talk about Al Capone on my October 17th ep, Bugsy Seigel on my June 20th ep, and February 14th, the St. Valentine's Day massacre between Capone and Bugsy Moran, just to name a few examples. 
In the North, gin was made in bathtubs. In the South, moonshine became a real disgusting but effective alternative to wine. Speakeasy joints sprouted out across the land where bars would serve quote-unquote soft drinks. Then the crash of 1929 hit. People's basements began blowing up from the underground production of liquor everywhere throughout the country. Grape Concentrate was selling out the shelves and stores, especially the ones that gave instructions on how not to make it into wine, wink wink, by showing how to prevent it from fermenting, wink wink. Clearly, the 18th Amendment was an epic fail, and FDR would repeal it in 1933. Then, the New York Daily Mirror would read, Prohibition ends at last. Look, I'm not justifying the consumption of liquor at all. If you want to drink, that's your business. But this is America. You don't mess with a man's whiskey. You may have seen the movie Untouchables, which of course is a good example of this story. But it's always fun to watch Kevin Costner try and act like a tough guy. Especially when he plays a detective and his voice cracks when he yells freeze. Check it out if you haven't already. 1847. Fremont appointed governor of California. Many years before John Charles Fremont became a Union general in the Civil War, he was known as the Great Pathfinder. He led four major expeditions to the West to explore and survey. During the Mexican-American War, he led his California battalion to victory in Santa Barbara and most of Los Angeles. He also signed the Treaty of Coenga, which ended the war in California. After the war, he was appointed governor by General Robert Stockton. However, Fremont was accused by his political enemies of mutiny, disobedience, and conduct prejudicial to military discipline. He was court-martialed and resigned from the military. But President Polk pardoned Fremont, and he served as California governor from 1850 to 1851. Super Bowl news now. 1972. Dallas beats Miami in Super Bowl VI, 24-3. Roger Staubach was named MVP. And finally, in entertainment news, 1996, Jamaican authorities opened fire on Jimmy Buffett's seaplane, mistaking it for a drug trafficker's plane. U2 singer Bono and Island Records producer Chris Blackwell were with Buffett, but no one was hurt. The incident inspired Buffett to write a song called Jamaica Mistaka. Years later on this day in history, Michael Jackson entered a plea of not guilty in a Santa Maria, California courtroom to multiple charges of child molestation. Though hundreds of fans enthusiastically greeted Jackson upon his arrival to the courthouse, he was reprimanded by Superior Court Judge Rodney S. Melville for being 20 minutes late. You have started out on the wrong foot here, Melville told Jackson. I want to advise you that I will not put up with that. It's an insult to the court. And 2014, and Captain and Tennille break up. 73-year-old Tony Tennille filed for divorce from Daryl Dragon, which was the captain, 71 years old, after 39 years of marriage. Apparently, they just couldn't take one more day of each other after all those years. The couple rose to fame in the 70s for their songs, Love Will Keep Us Together, Muskrat Love, and Do That To Me One More Time. 2013. Jumpy the dog skateboards nearly 130 feet in just under 20 seconds, making him one of the most amazing things of Los Angeles. You have got to see this video. No, really, you're going to have to because it really doesn't do me much good to talk about it. Because you see, I can't do Jumpy the justice he deserves. 
This dog has mad skills, yo. Supposedly, there's also a video of him somewhere out there actually racing faster than a human on a skateboard. Good boy, Jumpy. And so that, my friends, is going to wrap it up for January 16th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Once again, I'm your host, Joseph DeCristoforo. Check out the website, joesdailyushistorylesson.com, as well as the Facebook page. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. For instance, what about that 18th Amendment? Remember, boys and girls, mommy and daddy also need a special sippy cup, and we don't want the government messing with it. Californians, especially those of you in the East Bay Area, have you ever wondered how the town Fremont got its name? Now you know. Have you checked out that video of Jumpy yet? Do you think you can take him on? He's a good boy. What a good dog. So yeah, let me know what your take is. And you can also take a shot at some of the multiple choice quizzes while you're on the website. Good luck with those. And be sure to check out tomorrow's episode, Revolution News with the Battle of Cowpens. Plus, we'll wish a happy birthday to Benjamin Franklin. We'll talk about the military-industrial complex, the cable car, and the Baltimore Colts. So don't miss that. And until then, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for being great patriotic Americans. And we will see you tomorrow.